Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! into it, pass is caught, Diggs, sideline, touchdown, unbelievable, Vikings win it. Here's your ball game, folks, as Flutie takes the snap, he drops straight back, has some time, now he scrambles away from one hit, looks, uncorks a deep one for the end zone, Thalen is down there. Oh, he got it, he got it, he got it, touchdown, 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 Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it, to... it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20, 10, He's got 5, it. End zone. Touchdown, Titans. There are no flags on the field. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws down to the Titans. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Malcolm Butler. You got a lot of heart. Give me two. You got two of them, actually, because there's two mics, two hearts, two L's, two Z's. Look at that. Utah. Oh, my Give gosh. Give me two. Two's incorporated on the Plotso Podcast. Mike Virginia, Mike Govia here live. It's Wednesday night, not Tuesday. Last night was Halloween. And, you know, Halloween's a special time, isn't it, Mike? It is, yeah. I got to go out with my, uh, my son, who dressed up like Buzz Lightyear. I was Woody, so my son's a big Toy Story fan. It was hilarious. It was. Uh, and he had a good time. Picture is so great. Had, uh, we had a blast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll post it on my uh, Twitter account. Uh, for those of you guys who follow me, you'll see at underscore Mike Virginia. Uh, I'll be able to uh, show you guys that 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 picture. It was really fun though. So we had a good time. You know, hey, Chad's with us. He says, "I got a Palazzo chat hot take for you, lads." Well, we're always ready for that. That's what the live chat's for, you doofus. Get your asses in here and ask your questions. Give us your opinions. Get it on the record for Week Nine or the week that was. The Raiders cleaned house. Josh McDaniels, shit can, and the GM Ziegler. I don't even know his first name because it doesn't matter. He's basically just another Patriots wannabe. How many teams have to hire a Patriots wannabe before they're going to learn? My Bozo Lions are really good now. But before they're good this year, they were saddled with the disastrous regime. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, A. Yeah, you're right. He was a Patriots goon. But the GM, Bob Quinn, a Patriots goon, mm-hmm. a total fraud. I mean, a total disaster. Those guys were awful, 
And you've seen the results time and time again. Just because Bill Belichick and Tom Brady were good or other Patriots players or even in-house guys were reputable doesn't mean that the guy next in line is going to be good. Stupid. Lock it in, baby. Unreal. So they're gone. I mean, did that surprise you? It surprised me. I didn't know they'd get shit-canned. No. No, it it doesn't surprise me at all. Like I've said, and if you guys have been watching the show since day one, rewind the tape, I've been saying it. There's three places that people go to kill their careers, okay? Three. Oh, you did say that. Vegas, (laughs) Vegas, the Raiders, Vegas slash Oakland Raiders, the Jets, and the Browns. Deshaun Watson, Browns, Aaron Rodgers, Achilles, injury problem. Now we see with the Jets. And now the Raiders. Stay away from Devontae Adams. Stay away from Josh Jacobs. Stay away from Jimmy Garoppolo. All those guys. I forgot you did. He totally said that. Rewind the tape. Go back and listen to our old episodes. Check them out on YouTube. Please subscribe. Like the video while you're here. You know that makes a difference. we got a lot of people are getting fired up here in the live chat. We'll get to that. I was just fine-tuning, Mike, my Week 9 rankings. It's basically done. I just got to tidy up the defensive portion, but all the other positions are finished, so I'm going to post them on Patreon. We're going to have our rankings for you like we have every week, every position. I do it. Mike does it, so you can compare both sheets and compare it with your own. It's pretty great. It's only starting at 3 bucks. We've had some people who've joined over the last couple of weeks, so it's been really wonderful. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, and, and we've had some pretty solid calls uh, between you and I in the rankings uh, with with some of the guys that we were we were ranking higher than most people. So for those of you guys who want to get in on the live chat, you have a, or the, I'm sorry, the Patreon, and you have questions or in terms of start, sit, and we're not able to get to it, that's what the rankings are for. You can kind of kind of compare and contrast. And then the best part about it is when we get shit wrong, you can come back on here and tell us how wrong we were. Hell yeah! So Chad's hot take, and by the way, yeah, Imari DeMercado was one of those guys, and he had 20 carries last weekend. It's yep. he's got a toe injury though now. And with James Conner coming back soon, unfortunately, even though I love Amari DiMercato, I have to be a realist and understand the situation. And that situation in Arizona is also the fact that Josh Jobs was one of the people traded at the NFL trade deadline, which happened or closed yesterday. And Chad says that Josh Jobs is an upgrade for the Vikings offense. That is such bullshit. That's just a hot take city, Chad. I mean, Kirk Cousins is not. A downgrade from Josh Dobbs. Come on, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, Josh Josh Dobbs is a career backup, uh, and it's <laughs> there's a reason for that. That's um, putting it mildly. I, I think he's going to be better than anybody they got in Minnesota right now. So I don't know if that's a necessarily a hot take, but you know, hopefully, yeah, we'll maybe prop up guys like Hawkinson and Addison, and who knows if Justin Jefferson comes back now. So, um, Oh, he like will. With, uh, he is. There's no doubt about that. I don't have any doubt about that. I I think that Dobbs is a nice fill-in here. He's not better than Cousins. Agreed. But I like Dobbs in the offense, and you'll see it in the rankings if you are subscribing to our Patreon. That's right. You'll see exactly what I have to say about Josh Dobbs and where I rank him for the week. Because remember, the rankings, at least from my point of view, I'm ranking them... Kind of overall, but also for the weekly matchup. I don't know if you do the same, Mike. Yeah. No, I, I do it for the week, but um, I don't know if we see Dobbs this week. Um, I think we see him next, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to just jump right in and learn the playbook, but we'll see. Jaron Hall season. Okay. Oh, boy. That'll be yep. about you. Uh, Sean Thomas is here. Sean, welcome. Subscribe. Like the video. High five us virtually. I mean, that's a lot of fun. Have, have a few laughs. Maybe uh, crack a cord one. Cold Coors. Up cord one or maybe you prefer a bush 
I like both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like a bush. Mm. All right. 10 man, 0.5 PPR. I got Burrow and Myers. And by the way, Joe Burrow's back, baby. You know, this is why I drafted him. I had to suffer through the beginning of the season with the calf injury. He wasn't quite there, but he's back now. He's the top five quarterback in fantasy in my opinion. Uh, I have him in the Palazzo League. So. Oh, good news for you. Yeah, I'm falling apart there. I've yeah. lost three games now. It's all going to hell. Even though I have a really talented roster, I, I don't know. I'm an idiot. It maybe uh, Did I bench C.D. Lamb in that league? I mean, if I did, God. Oh, I hope not. I hope I didn't. All right, so he's got Addison, Myers, Wilson, Brees, Walker, Laporta, Bijan, Bench, his Myers, Jamar Gibbs, finally got a ton of touches, and he showed out on Monday night. That was badass. Bad news for you guys, David Montgomery, maybe? No. Oh, okay. I'll go over into a minute. I'll go into a minute. Why? Okay. But, uh, let's read the rest of this question. Should I trade away Gibbs, Addison, and Downs for ETN and Rashi Rice? Thanks, fellas. Uh, no problem, Sean. Uh, Michael, what are you doing here with this trade? Gibbs, Addison, and Downs for ETN and Rice. Uh, is that Rashi Rice? Then is there another Rice? I'm not thinking. Yeah. Of? Hell no. 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 Yeah. Oh wait, Gibbs is a I'm badass. Ho- I'm holding. Yeah, I'm holding on to those guys. I, I prefer even Addison and Downs over Rice anyway. So really, you're you're trading too much to get Travis Etienne, in my opinion. Don't do it. Um, yeah. Now, in my personal opinion here, and for those of you guys who have been following me on Twitter, you know that I'm a David Montgomery truther. I've been calling it all year. It's true. He's been hurt. Now, this is a great opportunity, Sean. This is a good way for you to pivot. This is a great opportunity to sell high on Jameer Gibbs. Why? His first game with the Ravens he played against was in garbage time, and he also played the lowly Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, So his two best games of the season came against two shitty situations. And again, I'm not saying that he's not going to see more touches, but Dave Montgomery is not going away, folks. He's going to continue to see the majority of the touches. Who knows what he looks like after the bye week? But again, I think it's still Dave Montgomery there. Um, and Rush, or, uh, sorry, Jameer Gibbs is going to be the change of pace back. But I do think he's earned more touches for sure. You're locked in, sir. There it is. We tell it like it is. We don't form an opinion on hot takes. Although, you know, people have their hot takes. They're going to have fun with it. We try to give you genuine, honest reflections of what we would do in real time. Daniel Germans here. What's up, Daniel? Good to see you, buddy. Daniel joined the Palazzo Discord a couple months ago because it's totally free, and he's really enjoyed his time. Right, Daniel? Tell everybody in the live chat how much you've enjoyed your time in our Discord. Palazzo Podcast, who else? Utah. Nearly $100 million being used to pay coaches. Gruden, McDaniels. Neither on the team. Crazy. That is crazy. Josh is in the house, Mike. Here he is. Mike, would you trade K9 and Thielen for Jamar Chase and Marquise Brown? Just right there. Don't even read the rest of it. Who's who's K9? Sorry. K9. Kenneth Walker the third. Ah, got it. Okay. Kenneth Walker and Thielen for Jamar Chase and Marquise Brown. It is PPR. Ooh. Um yeah, I'm making that trade. I want Jamar Chase. He's the best player in this deal for me. Um, I'm looking at his rest of his roster right now. He's got CMC and Kamara. Those are, in my opinion, two of the top five backs rest of season. He's already got Amon Ra, and he's adding Jamar Chase to that, plus Brees Hall. Holy hell. And Kenneth Walker on the bench. I think you can plug in Jamar Chase right away. 16-man lead, too. That's really impressive, dude. Nice job, yeah, Josh. Very, very, very impressive. Yeah. I'm making that trade for sure. Great job. Way to go. Uh, I don't want to give up on K9. The question here for me in this trade is, do you think Thielen is truly doing something that is going to continue to be sustainable? Because Thielen's basically done it all season long. Panthers have not been good, but Bryce Young is dependent on him. And I even wrote this in the rankings. I was finishing up that Thielen's been 
arguably one of the most dependable assets in fantasy from week to week to week. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I've been saying it also since, the, since you know, week two or week three, volume is key here. So, yes, that's that production is sustainable so long as that volume is continues to be there. If he's seen 13, 15 targets a game, I mean, he's he, Bryce Young looks for him, and he's gotten a couple red zone targets too. There was one on Sunday where he nearly had uh, – he tried to squeeze it in between two defenders, and Thielen just dropped it. It was a tough play. But, um, yeah, I like Thielen a lot. I just prefer Jamar, Jamar Chase. Plus, Marquise Brown, I think you touched on this as well, Michael, with um, – uh, Kyler, Kyler coming back. Sorry, yes. When Kyler Kyler comes back, that elevates Marquise Brown, and we may even see Kyler this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I prefer that side for sure. I I like Kenneth Kenneth Walker. I just think with if you're benching Kenneth Walker, he adds no value to you, right? You're not starting him over CMC or Kamara, in my opinion. Um, but if you're able to plug in Jamar Chase over Thielen right there, plus Amon Ra. I mean, you got a you got a solid team, especially in PPR. You're not gonna you got CMC yeah. and a Kamara, two of the best PPR backs around. Chad says, "Don't stay away from Jacobs. He had 130 something yards and eight catches on 11 targets during Aiden O'Connell's last start." Well, I mean, Jacobs will get volume again if you, Mike's talking volume. Jacobs is a volume guy, mm-hmm. so even and I think I literally said this about another bet. I can't remember who I said it, but I remember thinking on Sunday when it happened, like, "Oh, see, I knew that would happen." Uh, I was questionable about starting some guy. And I said, well, he could still score a touchdown. And that's just what Jacobs did. He didn't have a great game, but he did yep. score a touchdown. And that can help your team, depending on how tight a matchup you got going on. And you know how tight those matchups can get, folks. <laughs> that's putting that's- it mildly. Yo, Dave, what's up? Our pal Dave, my pal, a new friend of Mike's here, my pal Dave from decades ago. He's like 80 years old. Uh, Mike Vrabel, the only Pat to ever do anything outside the system as a coach. Uh, I'm just saying, I think Charlie Weiss may have had like one good year with Notre Dame, but that's, yeah. I'm stretching. I'm really stretching there. So, yeah. Oh, don't forget the, didn't, uh, oh shit. Well, uh, Romeo Cornell had like one decent season one year with the Browns, maybe. He did. Yep. <laughs> I'm really did. stretching yeah. here. Really stretching, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, EA all day. Hey, what's up? Subscribe, like. That's all we ask, really. And of course, Patreon, three bucks. Take up a notch. I traded Ayuk and Pierce for Mostert and Higgins two weeks ago in half PPR. You think it was a good move? I'm worried Mostert losing value when a Shane comes back. A chain. A chain. I keep saying a Shane, but it's a chain. I don't know why I do that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think here, Mike? Ayuk and Pierce. You love Pierce or you used to love Pierce? I used to love Pierce. I do not love him anymore. Uh, I really do think that we're going to start seeing De- uh, Devin Singletary more in that offense. Uh, so really, I look at this as a uke for Mostert and Higgins. I don't. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine today who has Mostert. He's top three in our in our home league, and he's worried about Mostert as well. Uh, people forget even when it, a, a chain was balling out in this offense, Mostert was still seeing touches as well. I really think Mostert is the one A and a chain is, is the one B in this offense moving forward. I think he's going to get majority of the red zone looks. I think both are going to get touches, but Mostert's not going away folks. Uh, make, and especially in a McDaniel led offense. So a um, little trouble there. I like Higgins too. I like Higgins too. I think he bounces back at some point. It's clear. Jamar chase is the clear alpha in that rece- in that receiving room. Um, but again, I actually, if you, Check out our rankings. You'll see a note that I put in about uh, uh, T. Higgins and my notes section. So make sure you guys check that out. Hey, are we selling this Patreon enough yet or what? Come on. Someone right now sign up and uh, I'll suck your... No, I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. I just uh, don't know you. And I'd like to get to know somebody before I uh, touch their <laughs> penis with my mouth. So, uh, I will say this. You know, 
I thought we said in the show a couple weeks ago that it was a good time to sell high on Mostert. So for me, I think the best part of Mostert's season may have come and went. 31 years old, and when a chain comes back, and Jeff Wilson, we got to mention Jeff Wilson, and even Salvin Ahmed is in the mix. But Jeff Wilson's back, and he's going to get more touches. It just seems like Mostert's going down, and other guys are going to be in the mix to fill the void, especially at the Dolphins, who very much have playoff aspirations, Mike. If they want to rely on Mostert in the playoffs, that's my gut right now. How I feel about that. So. Yeah. So look at it this way, then. So if you're if you're taking Mostert and Pierce, if you wash those two guys out, you're really trading Ayuk for Higgins here, right? Mm-hmm. And I just prefer Mostert over Pierce, right? So yes, I prefer Ayuk. I prefer Ayuk over Higgins rest of season, but I prefer Mostert over Pierce. So yeah. that's just me. Um, but so it's kind of a fair fair trade. I don't know if one wins. I don't necessarily think. One side needs to win, um, but I just prefer the Higgins and Mostert side. Wow, dude. You heard it here first, folks. Live Plotso Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Mikey V and Mikey G doing our thing here. Follow Mike on Twitter at underscore Mike VAA. I'm at MJ Govier. G-O-V is Victor I-E-R. Thanks, EA All Day, for the question. By the way, uh, you know, Devin Singletary could be more useful this week as a running back because Pierce has an injury issue, right? So... It's not even yep. clear how much Damian Pierce will play this week. Yeah, he's got an ankle issue. So Devin Singletary could very much is a guy that you talked about on Sunday show that you were looking to add. So Yep. You know. Yeah. And 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 again, I'm not saying that Singletary's the league winner. I did mention this on Sunday as well. I think either guy rest of season, no matter who's getting the bulk of the the, the carries. And what made Pierce so valuable last year was his volume, right? And he's no longer seeing that with, with Singletary. And as <laughs> the, the 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 running lanes haven't been there for Pierce. Oh, so fuck. um you ever get a you ever get a zit like under your mustache hairs? Nose. And if like you touch it the wrong way, <laughs> oh, it yeah, really yeah. fucking hurts. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. God, that was awful. Uh I see my old pal Dave's getting an argument with Chad here. Boy, it didn't take you long, Dave. Dave and Chad, you guys are having an argument about Josh Dobbs. Go to town. <laughs> and there it is. Just as promised, Daniel came through. Best Discord ever. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, Daniel. You are the man. Uh, oh, E8 all day is back one more time. Do you think Connor will be back by week 10? My top three running backs will be on by Mostert, Swift, Henderson. Otherwise, I think I'm going to have to roll with two of DeMercado, Moss, and Singletary. Face pink tears. I don't think it's... I think Connor... I'd like to get an update on Connor, so I don't want to speak out of turn on that because I do need to get the official injury update on him, Mike. But, yeah, you know, having DeMercado, Moss, and Singletary as bi-week replacements, not the worst at all, in my opinion. No. And I'm going to be honest with you too. I'm I, I'm surprised you even threw Moss in that category too because he's still seen 12 to 16 touches a game, and he gets the Panthers this week too. So I'm actually rolling with him over Aaron Jones this week. Um, and again, uh, I think Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss can both be pr- productive in from a fantasy standpoint moving forward, especially with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. They're going to run the hell out of the ball on Sunday. So even with Moss in next week as one of your backs, I like that. As far as far as Connor, I don't know if he's back yet. I'm with Michael. I'm not really exactly sure when he comes back. Um, but if he's back week ten, obviously that's good. But if he doesn't, DeMarcado and Singletary are good by weeks. Uh James Connor looks excellent, says head coach Jonathan Gannon. And he's excited to get back and play. Connor was placed in an IR after stuff. Yeah, so he's gonna return a week ten. I feel real good about that. I think you could trust that. Yep. Let's lock it in. Let's oh, we're locking it in. Screw it. Um lock it in. Lock it in. And we always give you guys the straight dope. You want to know who's playing, who's not playing? Take a look at week eight. First time Jonathan Taylor finally surpasses Zach Moss. In fact, quite clearly, you know, 43 steps to 28 at the running back position. 
That tells you what you already knew. Zach Moss is a nice back to have as a compliment. And yeah, he had 11 carries for like 68 yards and scored a touchdown again against the Saints defense, which I said on Sunday, the Saints defense versus the run, rock solid. But JT and Moss took it to him. But Moss is fading. He's just going to continue to fade. And unless JT gets hurt again, you're going to be looking, I think, rest of season at like a 65-35 on average snap percentage. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And 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 again, if, if Moss is seeing anywhere between eleven to thirteen carries a game and get some red zone looks, you know, like I said, he's a he's a solid flex play, regardless of bye weeks or not, if you have if you're in a pinch and need somebody. All right, real quick, BTC's the house. What's up, BTC? You know you gotta be here every week. It's not a show without BTC. Tripping on selling gives. Hey, tripping on Sherm. You damn right you are. That's cray cray. Although BTC, I would like to hear from you on your boy, Jordan Love, because that has gone real bad. I know BTC, I remember you saying some stuff in the live chat more than once, right, about that Love was underrated, and somebody, I'm not saying this was him, but somebody was saying that Love was going to finish as a top five fantasy quarterback this year. That might have been Chad, because he loves to do that. was it Chad. That, that yeah, might have been Chad. Chad. But BTC was down with Love. I was down with Love. It is, Mike, I've been so disappointed by Love and the way he's played. I had a lot riding on them bouncing back against that Minnesota. We talked about it Sunday morning. Remember the back and forth about should I take the Packers or Green Bay? And Minnesota ended up taking it to them. The Packers offense looks like shit. And Aaron Jones is back on the injury report with, guess what? A hamstring injury. <laughs> that should have that should have been IR situ- city for, for Aaron That's Jones. That's putting it mildly. And, um, yep. Next to Arthur Smith, who is my King Bozo of, of the year already. <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and crown him. Oh. Matt LaFleur is a close second. So. Yeah, you've been consistent on that. But uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and I, w- I want more out of them. I'm not giving up, but it's not looking great right now. All right, so Dave no. gave me a text preview on Monday saying he was going to come to the show and present a trade he made, which was supposedly controversial. I think I'm in this league with him too, by the way. Uh shows you how much I'm paying attention. It's season long. I apologize. I need to do better. Grade the trade, guys. I traded Waddle and Cook for JT and Michael Wilson. Sorry, he meant Michael Wilson, not Michael Brown, of the... Cardinals, oh. the wide receiver who's questionable this week. Okay. Other wideouts are Chase Cooper and a pile of WR3s. Other running backs are Barkley Bijan and backup trash. <laughs> See, Dave's a friend of mine. He speaks just like me. Uh, 12 team full PPR. What do you think, Mikey? Hmm. Well, let's see here. Um, I love Jonathan Taylor. I think he's the best player in this trade uh, for me. Um, but Michael Wilson for me is. I look at this as Waddle and Cook for Jonathan Taylor. So um, I, I, I'm I, Michael Wilson's a wide receiver three for me. Um, not really even on the on the radar once everybody's healthy. Kyler Murray so. back on the scene. Uh, he is, but yeah. I like Ron. You know the guy who's going to benefit, I think, the most from Rondale is Rondale Moore. I think he's going to benefit the most exactly. from Kyler's return. One hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with that. Lock that in. Oh hell yeah! I'll lock it in twice because he you agree and I agree. And when two people agree, they're geniuses. It must be true. Uh, so right. yeah, Waddle and Cook for JT a, and Michael Wilson. You got a solid, you got a solid trio of running backs now. Um, if if you've already made this uh, deal, Dave, between Jonathan Taylor now, Barkley and Bijan, I love that trio, and you can hopefully have two running back spots and a flex play there. Um, and your, your receivers are already chasing and and uh, Amari Cooper, which is great. Um, 
it's close for me. Uh, Michael, I don't know how you feel about it, but Jalen Waddles looks like he's been coming on recently. Um, James Cook, I know a lot of people are scared about Leonard Fournette. I just think he reclaim. I think he just claims that that Latavius Murray role. I don't think he's surpassing Cook in that. Offense. Yeah. If anything, Fournette is a threat to Josh Allen's rushing touchdowns. That's where I see the threat. <laughs> Yeah, More, less. and I don't think they want to do that either. I don't think they want to do that either. I mean, like I said, Murray's been pretty bad, and he's been awful in the red zone. So I think this is just another, like, hey, let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Not calling Leonard Fournette shit, but... Little trouble there. Uh, uh, Josh Allen has been on the injury report this year at least once. I think they had that shoulder issue that came up. And if that's more serious, yeah. so they're trying to prevent less physical contact for him rest of season, that might mean Fournette takes more of those close inside the 10 Vulture touchdowns. I'm just saying, something to think about. That's true. But tr- yep. trading Waddle, I don't want to. I would like to have Waddle rest of season right now, but I'd also love to have JT rest of season. So I- I'm fine with this. The fact that you're, I'm fine with it. You're getting Jonathan Taylor as he comes into his own and gives you the best part of his season in the playoff stretch. I mean, that's always something to think about, right? Like we haven't started talking about that. And we should start looking at the playoff schedule a little bit more this year. By the way, did you know? Yeah. I don't think this was last year, right? Am I a moron that there are buys? Or did this start last year? There, yeah. there are buys in week fourteen. I think it started last year, which is which is so stupid because it really kills if, kill, kills you if you're one of the teams that's vying for a playoff spot or trying to hold on to one. So well, you can't have um, your playoffs then, right? It's got to start week fifteen. You can't have a playoff where there's bye weeks, can you? That's true. What do you uh, think? I mean, yeah, that's a solid. That's a no. That's a solid point. It's a solid argument. I mean, any anytime we have playoff start, you want your full complement of players playing for you. You want your best guys out on the field. So. But now that's another wrench that gets thrown into fantasy football now is you got to start either A, looking at talking to your commissioner and moving the playoffs back, or two, looking at guys who have bye weeks in week 14. So I, I hate it. I, I just think it's such a big mistake. Fantasy football is such a big moneymaker and it drives the league so much. I'm really shocked that it's gone this way. It really blows my mind. Uh, there you go, Dave. Hey, Dave, I don't think it was that controversial of a trade at all, so I don't know what people are getting up in arms about. Uh, that's putting it mildly. That's just us, though. Uh, other... BTC says Mostert has the most depth value based on team and offense. Okay, that goes back to our Mostert conversation. Higgins should rebound and revert to his mean, and the Bengals' offense spring off that performance versus San Fran. I am, I'm down with that. I'm totally down with that. Uh, yeah. And BTC says Heineke, Taylor Heineke, starting in the Atlanta Wowzers. That entire offense. Thank you, Mike. Is so happy. He's raising his hands right now. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, great news. Or, well, Drake London might not play this week. He's questionable. Uh, you know that's a bummer. Yeah. But you're excited, Atlanta offense. It's, it's the first. Yeah, it's the first smart thing that Arthur Smith has done all season. Arthur Smith, if you're listening, oh! God, I hope you are. Right? No trouble there. Continue to make smart. Continue to make smart choices like this, my friend. It was long overdue. Desmond Ritter is, is not an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. Oh! Falcons fan. He's not. You Great job on on Desmond Ritter by drafting him. It is what it is, man. But hopefully this means and, and Taylor, Taylor Heineke is not going to set the world on fire either. But I do think he's a little bit more accurate. I think he's a little bit more athletic as well. I think he's going to get guys like Drake London and Kyle Pitts the ball a little bit more consistently. Hopefully that means their arrows point up. Um, and who knows? Maybe hey, maybe we'll well the good things coming too, right? Maybe Bijan will get the ball. A little bit more than Tyler Algier moving forward. He scored a touchdown for for Christ's sake on Sunday. I was doing a happy dance around my house. I still got my ass kicked in fantasy, but oh. god damn, it was it felt good to see Bijan get in the end zone. Oh wait, so. did I just, your brother's not here? Did he end up going with Stafford or Burrow? <laughs> Burrow, yeah, he went, he went with Burrow. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, man, yeah. that would have been tough to get over. I mean, 
I don't know why he was even con- contemplating that to begin with anyways. Um, and that Dallas defense uh, just cooked Matt Stafford. So. It's fair. I mean, Puka and Cup, that, that Stafford's yeah, that's true. the way Burrow had played coming out of the bye. I loved Burrow. I was ready to go. But it was fair to still say, hey, is Burrow back? Are we going to because the San Francisco defense has a rep. But, you know, yeah. this isn't the first time it's happened, by the way. A couple of years ago, the Chiefs came in there and blew the doors off the 49ers like 44 to 23. Yeah. You remember that game? And so mm-hmm. I guess that can just happen. So it's a long season. Speaking, so. speaking of games real quick, I do I do want to say something really quick. If you guys watch this show on Sunday, and this is why you should, and it also be part of, again, one more plug here for the Patreon. Michael does betting content. I did say that the lock on Sunday was the Titans beating the Falcons. We both did. This Sunday. We, lo- it happened. Oh, yes. we loved it. We loved it. Yeah. That was, we weren't going to go with lock of the year. Remember, we had the debate versus lock of the day. Which, yeah. Who gives a shit? Know, it wasn't, wasn't yeah, it wasn't lock of the year, but it was definitely lock of the, lock of the Sunday. I just and again, it was closed. It wasn't like they door the, blew their doors off. But Will Levis looked really, really good on Sunday. Michael, I wanted to get your thoughts on it too. Like, what are your thoughts on Will Levis moving forward? Is he somebody that people should be looking at uh, as a as a bye week replacement, or maybe if you lost Kirk Cousins, is he somebody you think that can keep up this solid production? Maybe not four touchdowns every Sunday, but yeah, solid enough to be a fantasy starter. Will Levis is going to unlock the silent wonderful potential of that offense, which is actually really, really solid. The talent, you look around on offense with Hopkins, Traylon Burks finally came back. Good to see him back on the field. He didn't do anything, but at least he's active. And Hopkins, Burks, Oconquo. Even my guy Westbrook Akeen to a lesser extent. And, of course, Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. This is a ton of offensive firepower for a Titans team suddenly. So maybe the Titans know what they're doing. They traded Kevin Byard for a reason. Maybe it's a reason we don't know right now. Maybe we'll hear about it down the road, right? But I think Will Levis, I didn't know he'd be this good at all. I, four touchdowns, I, I did not expect that. But I am excited about where this offense could go. Maybe not this game because they're coming off a short week. It's Thursday Night Football against the Steelers. It'll probably be a slugfest disaster. But rest of the season, I am gung-ho, ready to rock on this Titans offense. <laughs> I'm hoping he can unlock these guys that you mentioned um, and that offense starts to play a little bit better. I I loved Will Levis in college when he was at University of Kentucky. I think he's a great player. I think that he fell way too far in drafts. Now, again, I'm not an NFL draft scout. Maybe there's something I don't know or can't see. But, um, yeah, I thought he looked really good on Sunday. And, again, I know there was a couple blown coverages and Hopkins was waiting for those, like Chad mentioned here. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is turning around waiting for the football, but Hey, you still got to be able to put the ball there. Right. And, uh, he looked, he looked decent. He looked confident out there playing. So we'll see how it goes moving forward, but he's somebody I'm definitely making the speculative ad on. Yeah. It was only his first start. So with all yeah. this talent, it's going to make Levis look better too. I believe that. And yeah, I don't know. I just, it just, maybe I'm, we're going to be overreacting to this situation, but I'm saying, I think Thursday night football is going to be a disaster. It'll be a, Ugly game to watch, most likely. Uh, Chad says, those throws weren't even particularly good considering how long Nuke had to wait for them. Well, Levis's arm's not in debate, so, it, you know, mistakes were made. Best case scenario, he's Taylor Heineke 2.0. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Oh, boy. There. I, think he's better. I think he's better than Taylor Heineke, and I think he's got a stronger arm than <laughs> Heineke as well. So um, definitely a better draft prospect as well. Um, coming from an SEC team, <laughs> first all, uh, the offense and defense playing in that, in that division. So um, I think Will Levis has some value moving forward, and I, would, I prefer him over Taylor Heineke moving forward as well. Well, one thing we know for sure is that the Malik Willis era is probably over now, so we could lock it up. Good run, Malik. 
Although they did use him. Um, oh, yeah. They did use him a lot uh, in, on some packages as well, which I thought was cool. Um, that offense looks a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Diverse, if you will, lively? in terms of just different options that they have. Yeah, Diverse. lively. Exactly. That would, I would, yeah. Just like this that's what, that, that's what that offense needs. It needs a kick in the pants, right? It needs to be able to get these guys going. So. Yeah, just like the Palazzo Podcast. Two two Z's. Give me two. We got diverse opinions across the board here. Everybody is welcome. Nobody is wrong. In fact, everybody's right. Anything said in the live chat is correct. Lock that in. Uh, go back to, because uh, I love when somebody comes clean, comes correct like this. BTC. Yeah. J-Love has failed me. It was me. I said love top five. I want to give you a round of applause because I appreciate you coming, please, BTC. That's right. You know, we get them right. We, we got to be happy about it. When it doesn't go the way we thought it would, you know, just say, hey, I was wrong. I've been wrong. I'm going to be wrong again. I guarantee it. I'll lock it in. For sure. I think that offense is LaFleur. He is mud, just like Mike's saying here. So you guys are on the same page on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I think the, the, the Packers organization in general, it's just kind of been a disappointing season for Green Bay. Um, and I'm not exactly <laughs> yeah. sure why. I mean, Jordan Love, I know it's his first full season as, a, as an NFL starter, but, you know, the Christian Watson and the Aaron Jones hamstring injuries kind of derailed that offense to a certain extent. And Jordan Love looked really good the first three three weeks of the season. But um, it's weird. I talked about it on Sunday show. I think you hopped off as, uh, a little bit early, um, not last week, but the week before or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but we talked about A.J. Dillon. It's so weird to me because there was reports going into this season that, the Packers really wanted A.J. Dillon to, to be the guy there, right? They wanted him to be the back because they wanted to let Aaron Jones walk. They wanted him to be the guy and, 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 and get more carries and touches in that offense, but he does nothing with him. He looks like he looks like a defensive end out there running the football. Um, <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Like I'm not sure why. I mean, again, the hamstring injury is definitely causing some issues here for Aaron Jones, um, but at the same time, too, if he's hurt, don't play him. He's not clearly helping you if you're only going to give him the ball seven times a game, so... Well, they were in a dead split in week eight. Dylan and Aaron Jones, 51%. Yep. That's not going to be the case this week, though, because do not rely on Aaron Jones this week. That hamstring has not gotten better. Just shut it down, man. Shut it down. Yep. Shut it down. I'm sitting him in I'm sitting him in favor of Zach Moss this week. Hell yeah, you are. I love it. That's a great call. I'm locking that in. Also, wide receiver-wise, they got a lot of talent at wide receiver. I really believe that. I believe yep. Watson and Dobbs and even Jaden Reed has really come into his own here. He's got a nice rapport with Jordan Love. That's one of the, you know, I don't know, I guess, uh, rays of sunshine that you could talk about. In Green Great Bay. job. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye on the snap shares, volume, you know, targets, opportunities, who gets to play, who, what is the game script going to look like? That's something that's a little bit more hard to predict, in my opinion. But we could always look at the bottom line of how much people played and what is the typical trend, especially after eight weeks of football here. We got a lot of volume and knowledge and data that we can make decisions upon. Am I wrong? Yeah. Nope. Oh, I'm not wrong. I have a question. I have a question for you. I'm going to answer my question. This is Mike Virginia's uh, weekly question for Michael Govier. Oh. My my flex play here for this week, and again, non-PPR, Daryl Henderson at Green Bay or Chris Godwin at Houston? Godwin at Houston. Godwin Even though Houston. there's no PPR. Yeah. 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 Hey. Royce Freeman um, could get in the mix there. Uh, I think we're looking at Brett Rippon starting, so you, you're, I assume you're looking at, hey, it's going to be a heavy, heavy dose of the run game from the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaning Henderson for that reason uh, in particular because, again, if they're starting Rippon, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of both those backs. So, yeah, 
he could get a lot of dink and dunks too for receiving yards. You know, Henderson, they put him on the practice squad. They call him up. Then they put him right back on the practice squad. They bring him right back. He's on the active roster now. They didn't do any more, you know, Nickelodeon double dare shit. Whatever the hell's going on there. So uh, that's a very old <laughs> reference. Mark Summers here for double dare. Uh, you got to get the. It was a good show. It was a good show. You got to get that red flag like in the garbage. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Got to get those red flags. You know how many times. You know how many times I yelled? That was my first time being a kid and yelling at the TV, being like, you stupid fuck, it's right there, grab it. It's sitting up, propped up, grab it. And then, you know, football happened. Wow, dude. Well, Nickelodeon and football have a relationship now. That's So you can have the best of both worlds. That's true. Uh, Chad says, I was the Zach Wilson top 15 quarterback guy. Get out of here. Uh, Lenny could do exactly what Govier said. Thank you. I I approve. See, when Chad's right, when he agrees with me, of course. Uh, But Cook has no usage to begin with. This is the Palazzo Podcast. Up next, some shitty commercials just for you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wait a minute. You're talking about James Cook? James Cook, yeah. He has no usage? It's over? No. he's. I think he's still the preferred back in that offense, even with Latavius Murray, Leonard Fournette, whatever you want to say, especially in PPR formats. Um, yeah. I'm not saying he's a world beater by, by any means, you know what I mean? And... and I think he's the most athletic and I think he's the most valuable of those running backs. So uh, I still like James Cook rest of season. I don't know if I'm as high on him that I was going into the season uh, because Josh Allen steals some touchdowns away from him as well as those other backs. But James Cook PPR formats are, is, is a solid play for sure. David P going back to his trade. He mentioned earlier that was JT for uh, Waddle trade. Wilson has more was more or less of a throw in with upside. Uh, the deal was for JT Waddle week 14, 15, 16. He's got Tennessee, New York Jets and Dallas. Plus Waddle still has a buy coming up. Uh, Tennessee's defense will not slow down the Dolphins. Uh, the Jets defense no. is tough, but that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Offense versus defense. And then the Dallas defense is kind of hit or miss. And really, if Dallas is not at home, then they're just not as fearful. You shouldn't be as afraid, but it, I see your point. Play in the, uh, yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the trade at all, Dave. I thought you, I thought you did really, really well on that. And again, I think you acquired the best player in Jonathan Taylor. This is my personal opinion. So this is a great question. Dave wants to know who's your favorite by lows right now. Mine is Chris Olave. It's funny. You mentioned his name because I think I literally wrote in the rankings. Let me check. Chris Olave ranked 26th of my receivers. His season is becoming a disappointment for me. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, holy shit. You read my mind, Dave. That's funny. Or else that's what everybody else is You're thinking. Also- you were also very high on Olave going into the season as well when we did our preseason show. Right. So, um, so maybe I'm holding on too tight. Again, no, I think that makes complete sense. I mean, like I said, I think the volume is going to be there. Um, and, and and again, it really comes down to, do you trust Derek Carr to get him the football? <laughs> uh, Chad says, best case scenario, he is Heineke 2.0 again. Oh, we said that one. And BTC wanted me to hit the wow dude button. Wow, hey, dude. Just for you, BTC. 
But yeah, back to uh, buy lows. Uh, BTC says James Cook's a bum. Bill screwed up on that Zach Moss life. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's. What did they get? They got uh, what's his face? They got uh, the guy who blew out his leg and he was out for the year. Hines, right? It was Hines for Moss. Hines, yeah. That looks bad, maybe right now, but yeah. you know, James Cook Not is. Mind, yeah. yeah. Also, Chad saying uh, Heineke senior year at Old Dominion. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 3,400 yards, 30 touchdowns, 16 picks on 63%. Levis' best year at Kentucky, 2,800 yards, 24 tutties, 13 picks on 66%. Also, he played at Kentucky, and he, the other guy <laughs> I was just getting ready to say. Old Dominion. Argument over. Yeah. SEC versus, you know, the Sun Belt. So I, I love the Sun Belt. I, I, I love starting up an NCAA 14 dynasty in the Sun Belt, you know? But, uh, no. Yeah. We have a betting we have a betting group chat for college football, and we used to call the Sun Belt the Fun Belt. It is, uh, which was yeah, it's always good football to watch. Yeah, they play on the weeknights now, so they're entertaining us. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's November, yeah. so Maction is kicking into high gear. That's good news too on those Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Okay, so other buy lows. Uh, do you have any uh, come off the top of your mind? Because I think I wrote a few down. Um, yeah, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I was actually going to post a tweet earlier and then just time got away from me today, um, in terms of buy low candidates, but, um, I gotta, I gotta think about it real quick. Do you have anybody outside of Chris? Lotto? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always, there's always guys that are just waiting. I've been waiting to be bought at a low price. That doesn't really work. I got to work on the lyrics on that. Um, I think, um, I think Tony Pollard's a good buy low candidate if you if you're able to snag him away and, and prime away from 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 people. I know uh, he hasn't been a first round talent per se, but that Dallas offense is starting to click now a little bit. Dak's been playing a little bit better. Um, you know they still have Washington twice this year, so I do think there's some opportunities for him uh, going down the road uh, for Tony Pollard. He might be a good buy low candidate depending on what you're giving up, but. Um, I think that's. I think it's a solid buy low. Again, mean, ma- mainly because he was a first round talent. I don't. I, I think it's going to be costly to get him, but uh, I like him as a buy low. I'm talking. Here's a real buy low. Like this is beyond buy low. It's just like, hey, pick him up on the free agent wire. But Juju Smith Schuster, yep. uh, he's Ooh. healthy. I guess the concussions in the past, and the Patriots lost my guy Kendrick Bourne, who I ah man, mm-hmm. he's been so useful this year. He's he was a real threat. But now they got nobody. Devontae Parker, Parker's also injured for them. It's really Demario Douglas, who's a guy I really like. And they need someone else. Too. Yeah, they need someone else. Yep. So I'm not saying that Juju Smith-Schuster is a guaranteed output guy, Mike. I'm just saying that the opportunity is now there where they need somebody to fill in the void. And someone's got to catch passes here for the Patriots. So, you know, and he's he's being totally dismissed. I feel like he's available in every league possible right now. Just That's a deep one. Yeah. Somebody asked me a question on Najee Harris. Would you be looking to no! buy low on Najee Harris no! moving forward? And I said, hell no. So no! I was not a Najee Harris going into the season. I'm not a Najee Harris guy now. And I don't, I don't think I will ever will be. So um, it's not necessarily buying low. It's just don't buy. Leave him, <laughs> leave him on somebody else's team. A little trouble there. There's only two guys I want on the Pittsburgh offense. It's George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. That's it. And that's in PPR yeah, for Deontay. George Pickens, man, he's one. Of, he's in my top twenty wide receiver rankings. He has been for a while because I loved him this year, and he's been one of the only guys that produces on that offense. So, oh shit! Breaking news, guys! Bobby Knight is dead. Bye bye, Bobby Knight. What a career! What a strange human being. You know, a relic of a different time. A guy who wiped his own ass, then showed his team the shit paper, and said that they were playing comparable 
to that shit paper. True story, I think. John Feinstein wrote a book about it. That is so awesome. I did not know that. Oh, you know? You didn't know that? Yeah. Yeah. That just made my night. Uh, God, I'm going to use it. I'm going to put that one in my back pocket for when I coach my son's team later in life, like in baseball. I'm going to wipe my ass and be like, this is what you guys are playing like. Except I'm going to one up them. I'm not even going to use toilet paper. I'm going to use my hand. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's putting it in my ass. See, that's really going to go over well with today's generation of kids. I have a good feeling about it. Excellent coaching tactics. (laughs) Take. The playbook that Bobby Knight gave you guys and really become the coach you were meant to be. Uh, BTC says, really disappointing the Chiefs didn't make a bigger play at wide receiver. Yeah, the trade deadline's over, so no more trades. Justin Ross, by the way, is gone. Uh, I really thought he might break out this year, but now he's not even on the, he's on the restricted list or whatever they call it. He's done. Yeah. It kind of sucked. I don't know how you felt about it, but I was still, I mean, like I'm sitting there waiting like, when are we going to, like, come on, let's go. Let's see a blockbuster move here. I mean, I guess you could make an argument that Chase Young to 49ers is kind of blockbuster. Sure is. If you're going off just, you know, name name brand. But, you know, I was really, I I got to, I want to pick your brain on this because I was absolutely shocked at the fact that two guys weren't traded. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. Oh. Okay. Both those guys, if I'm not, I don't know about Jacobs. Jacobs, Jacobs is a free agent after the season, correct? Yeah, he wanted, he was part of the running back revolt in the offseason. Right. So let's 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 go through this, you know, again, as as fake GMs, whereas from just from a fantasy standpoint, let's throw that out the window. Derrick Henry is your running back. Now you have a capable rookie in Tajay Spears, who's been really, really impressive his rookie season. Mm -hmm. You're probably not signing Derrick Henry back. Why would you not trade him and acquire draft picks? Help me understand that. It has something to do with them. Maybe they tried and nobody wanted him. Um, I, I, I kept hearing the Ravens and the Cowboys were in on him. Why would you not trade these guys to acquire picks if you're one, you're not going to pay them, and two, they're not part of your future long term? Why hang on to them? Their seasons are shit, anyways. I mean, maybe the Titans have a shot, but if, depending on what Le- Will Levis looks like. But as, as from your take, why 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 are we not dealing guys like that? Well, to me, it's because the team believes they have a chance to make plays and do something in the playoffs. Mike Vrabel and company have a plan, and and they probably tried to get a whiff on it. And if there wasn't a lot of quality feedback because what are you really going to give up you're not going to give up really anything for an old no, running back I mean, man you're just not that's because running backs are pointless like, right exactly. sadly yeah um but at the end of the day even something is better than nothing right like again if if you know from a gm's perspective derrick henry is not part of our future long term we have tajay spears right why would you not get rid of him? i have i was saying everybody tell everybody to go pick up tajay spears so i'm not i'm not biased but i am just a little bit confused that was in a good spot for Tajay Spears to kind of take that role moving forward. And again, they can still be a playoff team with just 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 Tajay Spears, and maybe they sign a veteran somewhere. But I really thought Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs were as good as gone. I mean, it was it was almost a lock for me that they'd be dealt, and they weren't. So, well, maybe that's one of the reasons the Raiders cleaned house. They, I think the Raiders cleaned house in part because Devontae Adams has been unhappy, and they want to keep him. So that was another reason for that. But with Derrick Henry, yeah. I'm trying to think of this, Mike. Think of a running back that was traded for draft picks. Not running back for running back or player for player. Like, yeah, that's true. It's re- it, they are so abundant Rare. and so yeah, it's so yeah. easy to to draft running backs even late or just to acquire them off the trash heap. Like a uh, I got like a uh, Mohammed Ibrahim is just an example. He's out for the year now. He had a hip issue, but he was a guy that was dominant in college, went undrafted and signed as a undrafted free agent. And that's the way it is now, right? Yeah. So yep. it's not I mean, a matter was- of like not getting the picks. It's just a matter of 
no one is even going to give up a seventh rounder for a running back. Yeah, very, and especially for an older running back like Derrick Henry. But I still think he has some juice left in the tank. He can help a team like the Cowboys or the Ravens and put them over the top. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I was just, like I said, a little surprised. Other guys I was surprised they didn't get moved. Like I thought Devontae Adams was 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 going to go, but obviously they really want to hang on to him. Yeah, Dave, I was, I was shocked that the teams like, you know, our, a player like Jerry Judy wasn't traded. Um, I thought maybe he'd he'd be a fit with the Chiefs or maybe even a guy like Cortland Sutton. The Patriots got no calls on players. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, <laughs> I think they were trying to get rid of Mac Jones and who was the other guy? I think it was Zeke maybe. Oh, yeah, no one would trade remember, for Zeke. But nobody, but nobody called him oh, they were of those guys. And I don't jo- uh, former Michigan Wolverine, Josh Uche, was a guy who's produced for them. It was actually a really good pass rusher. It was talk that he was on the block, but he didn't go either. And the other trade we haven't mentioned, you mentioned the Chase Young deal, but the... <laughs> Montez Sweat deal, which you live in the DMV area. So, boy, there must have been a lot of talk about how happy Washington football team was to get a second-round pick from a team that is two and six, and the guy is an impending free agent. I was so mind-fucked with that whole thing because I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, like, I'm not a Commanders fan, but... I, you know, I, I want, I want the commanders to do well. And, you know, I have a couple of friends that are commanders fans as well, including my brother, but um, you know, if I'm Washington, everyone's like, oh man, it sucks to lose Montez. I'm like, you're getting a second round pick from the bears for that, for a team that's going nowhere. <laughs> and he may not even sign back with the bears next season. Like, can we talk about how bad the bears front office is? They gave a second for chase Claypool like last year, and he's not even on their team anymore. Yep. So Montez Sweat could be finishing out his time there with Chicago this year, but he could be very well be with somebody else. But um, what did you think of the Chase Young to San Francisco deal? I know we briefly touched on it, but do you think that he kind of shows what they drafted him as? Do you think he, they, San Francisco can get the best out of him? Absolutely. I think it's a fine trade, a smart trade. It makes a lot of sense. The guy's uber talented. His motivation is the only thing in question, but on a team that's really focused on a Super Bowl, it's a classic situation where Jalen Carter, Rookie out of Georgia who was involved in the tragic mm-hmm. accident in the offseason with Georgia. Goes to the Eagles and he's kicking serious ass. But the word is that the Lions didn't want to draft him because they didn't have the same type of locker room. So a locker room is really key in these situations in the NFL, right? Veterans who can impose their will, yep. uh, the majority of the will of the people, plus the fact that Chase Young could be a free agent, so he wants to put up numbers, you would think. It all makes sense that it's a real solid trade and it's worth a second-round pick. It's like Roquan Smith. Round that we was it got third or second? I'm sorry. Yeah. Third round. Third round. Third yeah. round. It's kind of like Roquan Smith for me when he came over here from Chicago to Baltimore last year. I thought that was a great trade for us and um, uh, last year. And yeah. I'm, I, it sounded like, I mean, watching him in Chicago, obviously he was good, but I think he his, his level of play elevated when he came to Baltimore. And I think you can kind of see that with Chase Young moving forward, at least hope. Hopefully, because that defense is going to be super fun to watch if he's able to just be what half of what he was in college. So. Yeah, folks, the days of Trent Richardson being traded for a first-round pick, which really did happen 10 years ago, those days are long gone, right, Ernie? No, no. Yeah, Ernie would, Ernie Harwell would agree with that. I know he would if he was here. Yeah, here. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Well, Struck him off. But it's okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're wrap up the show here. Uh, we've got some more live chat comments. If you want to chase... Morris was reported to the Bears. Why did you pay a second round for Sweat and balk at a third for Young? Yeah, it's it's hard to make any sense of it. No one on Twitter can make sense of it. It's just truly baffling. Ryan Poles, the GM, has got he's gonna be fired by Chicago. They're gonna clean house anyways. It's just another rebuilding situation. And 
the Lions are in a really good position now. It's it's really crazy to think. You know, Dave, my friend here, is one of the most... Dave is like the masterful, super cornbread-eating Lions fan of all time. He has never given up on these Lions, even in the darkest times, which makes him pathetic in that respect. But right now, he gets to tell all the other Lions fans, <laughs> I was here all along. You know, Dave, you get that right. So, congratulations. Lock that in for you. But... The Lions, <laughs> the Bears are a disaster. The Packers, look, they're going downhill. The Vikings are competent. They're hanging tough. But it looks like the Lions will be the class of the division maybe for the next few years now. It's pretty wild. So. Yeah, and they look really, really good, too. I mean, again. Except when they play ball. Montgomery's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> when Gibbs comes. Oh, uh, dude. Montgomery comes back. Look what happened in the desert, dude. I fucking told you. I mean, they won, but <laughs> the cover. <laughs> the Cardinals covered. And I know the yeah. cover was kind of lucky, too, but they did cover. So Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're, it was a classic. Class, I was starting to sweat a little bit in the first half. I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, let's get it rolling. Gus the bus, three <laughs> touchdowns, man. Gus Edwards will not die. You can't kill Gus Edwards. You, you just can't. Nope. God, he's yeah, he's, awesome. he's their guy. I mean, they didn't trade for running back. and he, It's him. It's If Gus Edwards is healthy rest of the season, I mean, let's party. Let's party. Yeah. Let's get your quarterback one, RB one, wide receiver one, tight end one, expected finish prediction. Oh, why do I have to do that? Do I have to do that? Gus Edwards did not practice. Maybe. Oh, who cares? He'll play. Toe, toe injury, yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. You can't stop Gus the bus, right? I said that. So, no. Uh, my Lions division winner call looks great, says Chad. Yep, you. It's true. I changed my opinion the last night on the eve of the game versus the Chiefs. I think I said they'd actually make the playoffs just barely. So, whatever. I trust in Brad Holmes. I was big on I was big on the Lions going into this season. I know, I know, you were a little, little hesitant to jump on, but you know, just because you've been there historically and been let down so many times, but uh, Lions got a really good team, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for them, and obviously not just for this year, but years moving forward as well. If they can, and they're going to go on. They got Donovan Peoples Jones. We didn't even talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Who gives a shit? Little trouble there. He is. Uh, he's lucky. His I did raise him a bump in my rankings only because of the team. He went to a slightly better situation than Cleveland's, which is a disaster. Deshaun Watson's toast, man. I don't, I, right now it looks really bad. I guess he's got to come back to save their season here at some point, but I don't know, man. It's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's not playing the rest of the season. That's my lock. That in. Oh, that's my, that's my, all right. Now we're talking. He's, he's done, man. I mean. Rotator cuff injury, and like you said, I think there's something more behind the scenes here that's going on than than people are letting on to or the media is letting on to. Um, and not to mention too, like, this, is he really that much of an upgrade over over, over uh, Thompson and and PJ Walker? I mean, I know it's Deshaun Watson, and people are still hanging on to the Texans days, but he's not the same quarterback anymore, guys. Especially with a rotator cuff injury, it's just, it's it's not happening. Yeah, Dave was just a comment there saying Lions Radio was losing their shit yesterday because every team they could possibly play in the playoffs didn't make any improvements except of course for the 49ers so they could play them in the playoffs and you're not beating the eagles let me tell you right now the lions are not going to beat the eagles you're not going to beat you might be the 49ers because purdy he's just not might not be that guy but i think you have a chance of beating both i'm gonna be 100 no. honest i'm not saying that they're it's like 50 50 but the, the the eagles give up a shit ton of points it doesn't matter they don't stop anybody they fuck around they're they're classic like hey we just lost a super bowl Usually teams fall apart after losing Super Bowls most of the time. This team is basically, they win every week. Yes, it doesn't look great, but they always come up here in the clutch because they know their talent. I mean, their talent is so superior. It is. And Howie Roseman's such a wizard. He really is. So I I think the Eagles are Super Bowl bound for sure, unless Jalen Hurts acquires an injury. So 
Yeah, or gets hurt. If hey! Great job. Uh, a little, little trouble there. Uh, huh, bro, I hate Watson, but he's way better than P.J. Walker. Talent-wise, physically, no one, yes, but that's it. Yes, no one's saying no one's saying here saying that, that P.J. Walker is, is not better than uh, – Deshaun Watson is not better than P.J. Walker. I'm saying from where he's at now with his shoulder injury, you're going to roll him out there with a rotator cuff injury? I just like that's what I'm saying. Like you, we have to move him down a little bit in terms of him playing hurt. So and when healthy, yeah, give me Deshaun Watson or PJ Walker, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, too, like I said, you're rolling a guy out there who's chance of re-injury. Rotator cuff injuries are extremely tough to come back from, especially when you're throwing the football, right? So mm-hmm. give me a guy who can actually throw versus a guy who's in pain all the time and maybe not being able to be his f- full self out there. I want a guy who's healthy. All right, so I'll do the. I'll play this real quick. Uh, my QB one end of season. I think Josh Allen will end up as a QB one for fantasy points. This is fantasy. It's not about winning a Super Bowl, right? Yep. Uh, running back. You want to go? You want to go on the record or no? Yeah, I will. Let's let's go, let's go back and forth here. Q, QB one for me. It's going to be Jalen Hurts. Okay, makes sense. Uh, RB one end of season. Just double check my rankings here. Make sure I'm. It's going to be. Let's do. Ooh. Let's do not name Christian McCaffrey. Oh well. I was going to say it's going to be ETN. Yeah. Ooh, this isn't a flu. Okay, I like that. What he does. Yeah. Catching ball, yep. running the ball, not getting a lot of yards, but loading up on touchdowns. He's a crucial part of their offense. So my RB one for rest of season or expected finish prediction, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. Oh, well, yeah, if this is PPR or not, I think that would matter too. I do think that would. Yeah. If we're talking PPR points, which is I don't play non PPR, so I'm including that. But I like it. Yep. I mean, that's pretty bold. Yep. You're getting bold there. You get a little bold. That's for sure. That's a uh, that's putting it mildly. Mildly. Uh, wide receiver one end of season for me. I'm going with. I can't do that. I want to, but like I, no, that's just not the truth. I want to say CD Lamb. I really do. I want to pick CD Lamb. Will be the number one scoring wide receiver. Love CD. Yeah, I do. But I actually think. I think it'll still be. Uh, I think it'll be Jamar Chase. I think uh, yeah, he's locked in with Burrow, and they're going to tear it up rest away. And Tyreek Hill is clearly the guy who should finish as the wide receiver one, but I'm going with uh, Chase just by hair, just to be different too, because everyone's going to assume Tyreek Hill probably. I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit way even a little bit more different here. I know a lot of people will say Jamar Chase or Tyreek Hill. I'm going AJ Brown does Philadelphia oh. Eagles back with Jalen Hurts, man. Nope. Look at his game log. Look at oh. his game log. He's been absolutely incredible. Yeah. No, oh, he has. Uh, and again, and and again, he's been as just as consistent if not more consistent than those guys that we've already mentioned. He's right up there. Uh outside of Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase, yeah, he's number three on my list, and he has potential to be be there when when it's all said and done. All right, you get locked in on that. Great job. I I wanted to. I was going to say Brown, but then I'm like, no. There's Brown's really good. He's having a great year. But Devonta Smith came back to life this past week, which is good news. And Godert is there, and that's just always going to be a factor. And when you throw in Hurts and Mister Swift, there's so many options there. He's having a great year. He'll have a great year. I just can't go wide receiver yeah. one for me, but I like it. Call your shot. Yeah. Uh, tight end one, I think. Yeah, I'll, uh, I, I think uh, Kelsey showed that he's still at the top of his game here. So I'm going to go Kelsey again until someone proves that they can top him this year. I would have probably said TJ Hawkinson, actually, but with the loss of Kirk, I'm going to go with Kelsey. Yeah, I'm going to go Kelsey here as well. By the way, did you see that whole thing? I know we're wrapping up here, but did you see that whole thing? It was on one of those ESPN shows where they showed Travis Kelsey at the World Series, 
and the old former kicker, I can't remember, Hall of Fame kicker for the for the Chiefs, uh, said that it was a distraction that he was there. This was before you know the the game against Denver that he's sitting there in the stands where he should have been getting ready for the game, and you know, very, very old man, get off my lawn, kind of guy, you know, in terms of. What's Travis Kelsey doing having fun? And then I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Marcellus Wiley or somebody was oh. like, what do you want the guy to do just to sit in the hotel room and right before the count game? down like, the minutes? It's like they, right. It's not like he was sitting there pounding drinks or anything. Like they literally just showed him in a ball cap, you know, watching the, watching the world series. So <laughs> uh, I just thought that was, a wow. Yeah, I'm going dude. With Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's my tight end one until otherwise. Yeah. The chiefs lost. They probably blew up some survivor pools with that loss to Denver. Uh, Laporta's coming for him. Yeah, he is. Laporta's a real deal, man. Love Sam Laporta. But love him. We talked about Michael and I both talked about him going into this season. We did talk about him as a, as a sleeper coming in uh, in our preseason show. I'm so happy that he's playing well too because I loved him in college. He he fits so well in this Detroit offense as well. Um, and 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 again, I I don't I, must, I don't think he's tight end one caliber. I don't think you know for a while. I think we're still going to see guys like Hawkins and Andrews and Kelsey still up there, but. I would not be surprised if he finishes top five or top four as, in the tight end position this year. I like it. I like it a lot. Laporta's a real deal. Laporta, oh, Laporta is my Sorry. biggest mistake of the year. Oh, Chad, coming clean. We're locking Chad. That's the biggest mistake of the year. Uh, AJ Brown's the new Megatron, says BTC, really doesn't get enough respect. He's starting to get the respect right now. He's People are seeing it. He's crushing it. He's playing really, really well. Dave's got all of his picks. QB1, Josh Allen, RB1, ETN. Oh, we agree on all three, except he agrees with me on all three. Josh Allen, Travis ETN, Jamar Chase, and Mark Andrews, your boy, your Raven, uh, who I I thought Mark Andrews was a no-go on Sunday against Arizona because Arizona had not given up jack squat to any tight ends, but he scored a touchdown, so he's special. Yeah, yeah. I like Mark Andrews a lot. I have him in one of my leagues, too. And I have him and Lamar Jackson as a stack. So I was happy to see, see that. I think you would pick Mark Andrews as your tight end one if you knew that you could trust Lamar to get him the ball consistently. It's well, not about 100% talent. 100% correct. Yeah. Lock that in. Yeah, lock that in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't trust Lamar to get him the football. Yeah, he's definitely tight end two uh, rest of season for me. Um, because, again, when he does get him the ball and he's catching multiple touchdowns a week, that's great. But I think that limits him from being tight end one is Lamar. So. Uh, don't forget, we're obviously there's four buys this week. You got the Lions, Jaguars, the 49ers, and Broncos. They're all on a buy, so you don't have to worry about using any of them. But you are looking for fill-ins, so you know, uh, quarterback-wise, Kyler Murray. I don't doubt he's available in most leagues. Most people have been waiting on this, right? So I don't think he's someone you can add. Uh, you know, Tyson Bagent. You know, it looks like he'll he might play again. I don't. Justin Fields hasn't practiced, I believe, yet this week, so. I think they already ruled him out. Okay. I think they already ruled out Justin Fields already. Yeah. So I like Derek Carr a lot now on the flip side of that. I like Derek Carr this week oh, as a bye week. Of course. If he's available. Yeah. That's I mean, the way the offense has picked it up the last couple of weeks and they you know mm-hmm. Rashid Shahid, the guy that you can't trust, Mike, the guy that you like his talent, but you can't trust him to be consistent because that's what he does. He had three catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. That's a nice stat line, but it's really just do or die. It's only three catches. <laughs> it's like Yep. Like Mark, it's like Markel's Valdez, Valdez Scantling, you know, for the Chiefs. Like he's been one of the, he's one of the, he's their, that's their guy for their deep threat that they they shoot down the field with. So that's fair. Go get Baker Mayfield, says Chad. Oh yeah, they're going into Houston to take out the Texans. That's not a bad idea. I also would recommend uh, AJ Brown is the shortest six one person I've ever seen. <laughs> that's crazy that he's only six one. I thought he was taller than that. Uh, Dave says poor man's Gabe Davis. Who's that? Is that 
Who's poor man? Rashid, oh, Rashid Shaheed is a poor Rashid, man's Gabe Davis. Yeah. I like that. You're smart, Dave. You know yeah. things. But, uh, yeah, fill-ins otherwise. Uh, Brett Rippon might start for the Rams if you want to take a chance in Lambeau Field against that Packer team. I like Daniel Jones, by the way, who I think is going to start again now, right? Because Tyrod nope. Taylor's out. Not- it's so funny because I was literally going to say that. We're on the same wavelength here because I was literally going to say oh. my next quarterback. Like, don't be sleeping on Danny Dimes, man. Like, here's the thing. We're not saying that he's going to be one of these. And the Giants offensive line sucks. Their offense in general sucks. They've been losing a lot of games. But Danny Dimes has that rushing ability that you're not going to find on the wa- on the waiver wire that, again, any given time, any given game, he could be rushing for anywhere between 70 to 100 yards and a touchdown. So um, he has that ha- has that potential. Um, and his schedule softens up a little bit. He's still got a game against Washington. I think – did they already play Washington once? I think they did. Yeah, they did. And, and the Giants beat him with Tyrod. 14 um, to 7. But he's, he's got – yeah. Um, and, again, the rushing ability, I, I don't think you're going to find that on the on the waiver wire. Um, speaking of waiver wire really quick, I know we're trying to get off here. I was, I got into a debate with somebody and I, I, I don't know if it was Chad who, who replied back to my, my, my tweet or not. Somebody had mentioned that Trevor Lawrence was a drop and, 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 uh, for leagues moving forward, like you can safely drop Trevor Lawrence and move on from him. And I'm like, Hi. I'm not dropping Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He was on this list of, you know, I can't remember who it was, but it was an analyst that said Trevor Lawrence and he was last on his list. Um, I don't know. Anybody on the waiver wire, unless you're playing in an eight-man team league, that you can drop Trevor Lawrence for somebody better. So um, give me that offense with ETN, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, you know, Doug Peterson there as his head coach. Yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't been the quarterback that we all thought he would coming into the season too. But um, I'm, I'm not I don't know if I'm dropping him. Uh, I might be able to look maybe maybe pick somebody up and kind of mix and match with him, but. Certainly not just straight dropping him either. A little trouble there. Yeah, come on now. And by the way, what Dave yeah. says here about uh, Darren Waller's out for multiple weeks, go get Wandale and be disappointed on Sunday. Oh, Wandale might not even play. He's on the injured list here, or injury report as questionable. But I did I did think that Wandale and Daniel Jones could maybe have a little connection here if they were both healthy at the same time, but that's never a guarantee. Chad says... Hang on real quick. We got, we got to show this one here. PJ Walker <laughs> over T-Law. There it is. Yeah, lock it in. Wow, that's a genius call. That's putting it mildly. Wow, dude. If you're a Palazzo Discord member, you wouldn't have Waller if you listened to me. That's right. Chad's in there. Always giving his opinion to the Discord. They're totally free of charge. Doesn't cost you a dime. Doesn't even cost you a nickel or a penny. It's a good time in there. You can learn a lot. And as far as waiver wire stuff, you got more questions, you guys come to the Discord. You can comment on this video. We'll try to respond as best we can. Patreon's three bucks. I'm going to post my rankings here after the show's over. Uh, And Mike will have his too. And we'll get there when we get there. And we'll do it for you. I also do have to post my NFL betting stuff. I post a new piece at the, it was a little late on Sunday. It was at like 12 o'clock. I should have posted it earlier, which I'm going to try to do this week. But I'm going to be in Arizona, actually, so I don't know if I'll be able to do it at all. I'm going to Arizona tomorrow for First Pitch Arizona, which is a baseball event, a fantasy baseball event. And there will be a Palazzo Podcast edition live at First Pitch Saturday night. We'll be recording at like 9.15 local time in Arizona. Uh, I don't know if they'll be showing it live streamed or they'll be uploading it afterwards. But that's going to be a lot of fun. But Mike will be here Sunday, right? Is that true? That is true. I'll be here for your start set questions on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So those of, you, those of you guys who are still kind of deciding, I can't, you know, decide between a couple players, make sure you come in and join us on or join me on Sunday. I'm going to be helping you out. And still TBD, I'm trying to get a guest on um, uh, as a co-host because Mike will be in first pitch Arizona. But again, even if I'm flying solo, I want to help you guys out. I want to get those lineups locked. I want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable 
walking into week nine. So make sure you guys join us on uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern time on the Plaza Podcast YouTube channel. Two L's, two Z's. Make sure you Utah. like and subscribe. Give me uh, two. Also, you can mute the Bucks or the, the uh, Chiefs-Dolphins game in Germany, which will be going on during that time at 9.30, of course, um, which is like a I huge game, but it's in Germany. If you live on the West Coast, that game starts at 6.30 in the morning. Dude, Dolphins-Chiefs, one of the best games of the year in the AFC. <laughs> 6.30 a.m. Get your ass up and watch that game. Yeah, I guess so. You can. <laughs> <I> would- <laughs> It's so funny to me that you bring that up, too, because I'm thinking to myself, like, probably arguably one of the better games this season, but you're going to have to wake up ass early to watch it. Why is that a game? Why is that game not in prime time over in the U.S.? Why is that not Sunday, Sunday Night Football? It, there's a Sunday Night Football game coming up soon. This is it game. the Eagles-Cowboys? Yeah, I think it is Eagles-Cowboys, yeah. But there's a there's a Bears-Panthers Thursday night game coming up, like, the week after next, too. It's just god-awful. The Bears-Chargers Sunday night. Wow. I didn't even watch it. I did, though! I told this... Right. I'm really getting it. I, f- I told you that I finally understand that player props are where the betting angles are at, the advantages are at in the NFL. I nailed a touchdown scoring parlay of two guys in that Sunday night game. And with good value, Darrington Evans was like plus 500 to score a touchdown. And Ooh. Donald Parham, I, it was great. That was a parlay of those hit two the, guys. Hit, they both scored. Hit the round of applause button. Yeah, that was sweet. Well, well done. Well done. That was like 10 bucks turned into 180. It was awesome. So, yeah. I'm really focusing more on stuff like that. And that piece that I released last weekend, a little late, like I said, but I give you all of the games that will be the highest scoring, the teams I think that will be the highest scoring, and the lowest scoring. And I give you every position, who I like the most, like top eight at every position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end for Sunday. So you can, you know, if you're into DFS too, it's useful for that. But it gives you an overall view of all the spreads, all the totals, High scoring, low scoring, all that stuff and more. And I give you who scores the most points or least points per position against what teams. It's a nice little package. So we're we're trying to offer you guys stuff that you would think would be useful. And that's what we do with the Plotso Podcast. That's why Mike's the man. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Mike VA. I'm at MJ Govier Plotso Podcast. You talk. Give me two. Please. Discord's free. Patreon's three bucks for everybody here. Thanks for being a live chat. You guys crushed it. Always makes the show that much better. BTC, Chad, Dave, and company. We'll see ya. Because it's time to say goodbye. Bye-bye! Fucking Rothfitzberger, the quarterback, was all fucking hug it, chug it, football! All night! This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.